Something Dragons, Episode 40, Pedants. Greetings and welcome to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. This is our actual play of the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. I am your host and Game Master, Aaron, and with me today, as always, are the Rainbow Squad. Say hello, heroes. Hello. 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 Hey. Hello. When last we saw our heroes, they had just returned from Morast. They had gone to Morast to investigate the claims that the beast killed 10 people there. While in Morast, they found an angered manticore and a lot of evidence that suggests that it might have been something other than the beast which committed the murders. Among that evidence, there were a number of items they found in the boneyard, including a skinned face, the remnants of an alchemist dark vision extract, a number of exhumed graves, and a set of surgical tools. They also spoke with some of the inhabitants of Morast, both living and dead, which showed some inconsistencies in the story that Lazni, the village elder, had told them. Does that all sound right to everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly. I want to ask a quick question because I forgot. Was the dwarf the alchemist or was that someone else? We don't know. But we asked. Oh, there was nothing to suggest that the dwarf was the one who had used the alchemist extract. Uh, the extract Wait, was about a year the, the extract was oh, about yeah. a year old. The dwarf had only been dead for a couple of weeks. And you didn't find, like, any alchemist tools or anything on the dwarf. That's true, man. I need, I need a memory check. I mean, that's why you guys have a notes document. Yeah. I've been reading it all week, and I still forgot. All right. So we meet back with our heroes as they have returned to Lepstadt, evidence in hand. It is roughly 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Wheel Day, the 15th of Farast, and the trial is set to begin tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on Oath Day, the 16th of Farast. I will get our background music playing, courtesy of Tabletop Audio, and I ask, what are you guys doing from here? We're going to check on that uh, maker's mark, I believe. Okay. Eklund's just following anybody. Yeah, no, we're, we want to go check out about those tools. Eklund's going whichever way Lenza's going. Um, tools. So she's gone. Alright, so your options are you can either rack your own brains to figure out where would be the uh, best place to find those makers, or um, you can do a diplomacy check to uh, try to talk around and, you know, ask around to find out where it would be the best place. So anyone who likes can give me a knowledge local check. Let's do that. How about I'm sure it would be very useful. <laughs> oh, this is going to be this kind of day, is it? Oh. That's an eight. Oh. Eighteen. Eighteen for Slightly Lenda. better. Say, Alyris, do you want to roll? I know you've got a pretty good knowledge local. Um, sh- sure, sure. Okay. Oh, knowledge local. I have that. Just... Am I the only one that doesn't? Seems like it. <laughs> Question. Well, you weren't really on civilization. I mean, it makes sense. You wouldn't have a lot of knowledge about, like, people's settlements and villages and towns and all of those things. Only thing he might know is the fastest way to get out of them, because he has had to run from a handful of... Right, so that would be survival <laughs> and perception. Got a 16. Alright, so, uh, Lenza got an 18. Azatha? 
Red? Oh, I got a 22. Okay. And Lyris. Got Yes. I got a 16. Okay, so Lensa, Azatha, and Alyrus, you would all immediately realize that in Lepistat there is a area of craftsmen who operate in a district that is called the Surgeon's Flats, which would probably be the place to to start. Anyone who'd like can now try to give me an appraise check to identify the uh, maker's mark as opposed to having to start going around to the different shops in the flats. Have a praise, can I? You can, can try. I use that or is that on there by accident? I have a praise. I Everyone a has a praise, but... Seven, sorry. Twenty? Fourteen. Uh, Olyris had an eleven. Uh, mm -hmm. Azatha, are you gonna try? Yep, I'll do it. That's a 23! Hey, I'm doing not bad this time. So oh, that far. makes sense. So, Lensa, you remember or recognize from your time here being in Lepistat before, and Azatha, you recognize from when you were in the library back at the uh, university that you both have seen this particular raven symbol as a maker's mark. These are used by Zabraslav, Hora, and Sons. And they have a workshop on Anatomist's Alley. Uh, I'm not <laughs> liking this already. <laughs> the vibes are not good with that sentence. I was going to say, I already distrust this. Yeah, but to be fair, you distrust everything. Alright. As a player and a character, yes. He's right. Uh, the vibes are not good on that sentence, though. What? I mean, literally, you can't study make uh, medicine without studying anatomy anatomy. I know. Yes. It's just a little... Uh... Well, judging by the fact that we're pretty sure these tools cut off someone's face. I mean... It's in an alley, too. If it's actually an alley, that's pretty... have to be used to cut off somebody's face. I, I mean... They didn't make it... The makers. They, didn't they weren't advertised as face-cutting tools. Regardless, <laughs> Anything regardless can an alley is a very... face-cutting tool. Alley is he a very it. sucky place to have a medical tool making place. If you're Alley conjures images of Ninji. One other thing, actually. While you guys are looking at the tools, trying to, and you know, talking this over and going, oh yeah, no, I, I, I actually think I know, might know who made these. Eklin, you notice something sticking out of the leather case that the, the tools are in. Eklin looks at it. He's not going to touch it, but he's going to look at it. All right, you see, sticking out of the case, a card. A Harrow card. Oh. Hey. Why me? I don't know. Why not? Why you? What about unuseful? Would you like to tell them what, what, what the card was? It's Gary. Gary? It's, called the it's called The Beating, and it's a guy getting the crap kicked out of him by zombies. A hammer Lovely. Card. Lovely. I'm sorry, what, what type um, of card is it again? Huh. Wait a sec, let me hear a hair card set up. So it's the, the, the beating? It, the beating is the neutral evil card of strength. A hammer's card uh, can be used to give you a plus eight bonus on a die roll. Or if you use it right. after the roll is made, it can give you a plus four. Uh, you can give it to someone else. However, if you do that, it is... Um, the, bun the benefit is halved, so it's plus four before the roll, or plus two after. 
and neutral Please. evil makes it uh you channel negative energy that deals the amount of damage equal to 1d6 plus your character level to a creature touched so yes you have a maker of these tools and um eklund notices a hero card i just noticed that there's a card called the owl we need to get that to eklund somehow <laughs> <laughs> So, do these things just... Is this a regular occurrence? These cards just... Cards not just since we came to Lipostat. Showing up. I mean, we're here now and it's doing the thing. Yeah. Do these cards just show up for you guys? Kind of, yeah. Uh, I'm trying. Yeah. Echo shrugs, wiggles his hands, and goes, Magic stuff. I don't know, I don't yeah. get it, but they show up a lot. Of them I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you guys had uh, the proper divination magic, you could find out where these cards were coming from. Could I not? Huh. Could I spellcraft to try to guess? You could try. Sure. Alright, you know what? Here's my real question. Can I detect magic on a card? No. No? No. Probably doesn't have any. They do not Probably. have any sort of magical aura. Oh, I'm very confused now. We're not going to question this. This is something that I'm apparently not meant to question. Okay. I'm trying to think of what I can, of what creatures can mask magic that thoroughly besides gods and artifacts. It's a good question. I mean, you might already have the answer in your statement. Gods. I just assume it's divine. GM. <laughs> right. So off to the alley we go. <laughs> <laughs> this was. This will not be let go. <laughs> not now, like not. Let's it can be let go, go now, but I'm not letting go of it. I mean, you could always ask the uh, spirit planchette. You haven't pulled that out in a while. True, but it will suck. So that existed. All right. Anyhow, later. It's still mid-afternoon. This did not take long. This was just a few minutes of discussion. Oh, yeah. You make your way over to. The anatomist alley and you are easily able to find Hora and son's workshop right so do we just go in and ask them who they made these for see if they get squirrely sounds good clint's gonna All stand right. in the back and look tough because that's what he does in these kinds of situations where you have to talk to people do you want me to do the talking again uh i will shove the case of tools into her hand and push her forward <laughs> of course. Alright. So before you guys <laughs> shove me, since I can probably just step over, Jared. Oh! <laughs> I will punch you with a kneecap. No, just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Should we have a plan on how to ask this and not make me make something up on the spot? I, you know, for somebody who's like, I talk to people. I do. I talk to people. You're like, I don't know how to talk to people. <laughs> Let's just tell him the truth. We found him abandoned on an island and wonder who they went to. No. We found a face. No. No, we don't say that because then they'll try to take them. Yes. They don't need to know where they, they came from. They try to just take go them. in and go. They try to take them. What? What do they have to gain from that? Resell. We just go in and ask who they made these for. All right. Okay. I mean, we are part of the defense. We can say that. Like, if it comes to it, we shouldn't present it as immediate information. All right then. So just go ask who they made these tools for. If they ask questions, figure it out. I mean, yeah. All right then. You could start. We could 
pick just one tool to pull out of the set. Yeah, I think it'll work. Sure, I guess maybe one tool might work. It's the worst okay. that could happen. So, I guess probably a tool that has a significant thing that could be special, possibly? I mean, the whole set is very specific. Yes, fair. Eh, I'll just grab a... I mean, I don't yeah, it's... it's... Have. It, it, it is a set of silver tools with amethyst handles. That's that's pretty specific. Alright, uh, I don't know what the tool has, like what they have on the set. I mean, there's fine scissors, uh, scalpels, spreaders. We'll grab a scissor. Reflectors. Then. We'll grab a, one of the scissors then. Okay. Eklund's gonna offer the idea of we we show one and say we want to know who this came from because we want to return it to them. If they ask, I'll use that cover. And let's go talk to people. Eklund's gonna stand at the back next to Jaren with his arms crossed. This is the game of make Lenza sound like she's good at talking to people while I am right now failing at talking to people. Hey, you need a ring? I mean, you already have a great bonus, but... <laughs> Well, better safe than sorry. Zatha asking Lenza, do you need a ring? Alirus, like, hold up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was very confused for a second until Lenza, like, thought I already have a good bonus, and then I'm like, oh, right, that ring. Like, what, what good would, like, playing married do for me? No. I did. Oh, wow, that didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I promise. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not okay. No, we're not. When have we ever been okay? <laughs> okay, so. Anyway. Yeah, let's keep Coming going. From that. <laughs> you have your story straight? We got our uh, fake story straight. We found this tool if they ask, and we want to return it to them. Okay. All right, so you push your way into the, the workshop. The workshop is a rather crowded but very tidy collection of medical instruments and curiosities. Behind the counter, you see a short man wearing very thick spectacles who is looking through actually what looks like a ledger book. And he glances up and says, uh, Gr Greetings, can I help you with something? Probably. Uh, yes. We were wondering if you could tell us who you made this tool for, and I will hand him the scissors. Ah, you recognize my work. Wonderful. Wonderful. Finest medical tools in all of Lepistat. Uh, let me take a look. Ah, uh, yes. I remember these. I made them some time back. Ah, uh, well, hold on one moment. And he, uh, sets the pair of scissors down on the counter, closes the ledger book that he had open, and goes back behind in, into a, a room behind the counter um, comes back out with a different ledger book starts flipping through it and ah yes these were sold to Vladka Kostel oh I don't like this uh, already have I heard the name already or yes those so yes those were uh th those I sold to uh Vladka Kostel. I don't often uh, have a lot of direct sales. Most of my tools uh, end up being purchased either by uh, tinkers or peddlers who then go on and resell. Uh, Vladka, I remember, 
I remember that uh, she uh, she works for one of the local auction houses. I don't recall which one, however. But uh, yes, yes, Vladka is the one who purchased these. Awesome. Well, thank you. Eklund's going to turn to someone else in the party and mutter what houses? Question. I don't know. I'll catch you up. Where they sell stuff. Auction. Oh. All right. So you have a name. Yes, we do. I will, again, allow for a knowledge local check to see if any of you have heard the name Vladka Kosta. Or if uh, you guys have to uh, hit the streets and start uh, talking around and seeing if you can figure out. Knowledge local? 23 knowledge local. Got a 17. <laughs> uh, knowledge local to try to track down the name we got. Alrighty. I did better than last time. Uh-huh. Can't wait till we're it's out. It's a nine. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Alright, we just need to make enough of these until you get your natural 20s. Right. Then you're unstoppable. Yeah. So, strangely enough, last night, while you guys were in the tavern, and while Jaren and Illyris were pounding the crap out of stupid frat boys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You actually did hear the name. Awesome. When you were in the, uh, you know, you were overhearing some of the other students who'd come into the tavern to get a drink. And uh, there were a couple of medical students, and they mentioned... I mean, you're not 100% sure it's the same, because they only said the first name, Vladka. But you did hear about a woman named uh, Vladka, and that she works for Ledov's Chirurgery Merchants. Because uh, the guy what talked about... What is with the, these names? I'm sorry. The problem <laughs> is... Yeah, what's with these names is that Ustalov is basically Transylvania. So all of these names are Slavic. Ah... Can't even pronounce these or spell them, so Eklund's just not going to talk for a while. But yes, uh, uh, the st- the student was talking about the uh, the very attractive red-haired uh, Varesian woman who works at uh, works at Ledov's, and you know his friend was saying, "Yeah, you don't have any chance with her. You should really just get her out of your mind." But that did <laughs> stick the name into your head. So awesome, because she was probably laughing. <laughs> Honestly, like, not actually laughing to make it obvious, but, you know. Chuckling silently in her head, yes. Yes, she was very Halloween music. That is an auction house that, uh, it would not take you long to find, so. I thought Uh, chirurgery was a name. Nope. What does that even mean? What does it mean? What does- That's what I meant when I thought I couldn't pronounce it. Chirurgery merchants. Chirurgery. So, a chirurgeon was an old word for a doctor or a surgeon. So before they would use the word surgery, they would say chirurgery. I can't imagine why they changed it. Why is the R silent? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. But yeah, so alright, I will say that I'm not going to get that right. But Lenza would. So it's possible that she bought these to, to sell them. Yeah. Um, goes, I guess we go find her then. She was like a wild goose chase. Off to the chirurgery! <laughs> so, we're gonna find her. Could probably give us another name, most likely. But with every name we get, we get closer to the answer, so... If we Onward. go on a wild goose chase, I'm going to bang my head into a wall. <laughs> I don't like your laugh. Just torture us, it's fine. Let's go. 
I mean, the good news is this is all in the same district of town, so there's not, like, there's a lot of... There's not a lot of walking to do. Like, you know, this is the equivalent of walking back and forth across, like, a dealer's hall at a crowded convention center. You know, it's not crossing all the way across the city, you know, 40 minutes on horseback. All right, then. Let's just... Eklund's just following everyone else. Mostly Lenza. He's following Lenza. He's not gonna lie to himself. He he doesn't know where he is. I have a child now, apparently. Apparently. I've adopted Eklund. (laughs) You find uh, Ledov's Chirurgery Merchants. Alright, let's just do this. There's no cover anymore. Ask about the tools. We found these tools. We asked about the... We asked the dude who made them. Who he made them for. I still think that we should not say we found these. Perhaps we should say during an investigation we came across these tools and we need to know who they were who they were made for, who owned them, who may be missing them. Alright then. Okay. (sighs) So into the auction house you go. When you go into the auction house, you see that it's kind of like a a waiting area before you you would be allowed into what basically looks like a stage with a lot of chairs. Uh, you can see those through an open door behind the desk in the waiting area. And at this desk, there is a rather attractive, maybe 30-ish, but if a if 30-ish, a very well, uh, a young-looking 30, uh, Varesian woman with uh, flaming red hair, wearing uh, a green silk scarf, who takes in all of you and just looks at you and says hi wow um i i uh, is is there something that i I can help you with we don't currently have an auction uh ready for uh for for this afternoon Uh, our next public auction will be uh tomorrow at noon uh do you wish to look at the items that would be available for bid um you don't look like uh medical students I'm taking a minute to get over. <laughs> I uh, wow. I mean, we are an interesting I group. Mildly affronted. I, I, I understand. I'm just amused. Eklund looks like he was expecting this, but he's still mildly annoyed. I'm just amused. Like, let's. Oh, I, am, I am smirking, fully expecting this. To be fair, it's probably more to do with the fact that there are five of us that just like barged into the room as opposed to we're weirdos. Let, let's put it in context. The typical person who comes into an auction house is wearing, you know, a suit, probably coming in groups of one or two, and mostly human. And probably don't have twigs in their hair. Right. You guys are coming having been in the swamp all day, uh, wearing adventuring gear. <laughs> Only one of you even looks human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I, I feel like Alaris is looking human right now. I thought she was. Right. Yeah. I okay, so right. Human. So there's two of you who her. look human. <laughs> but the gnome and the elf are clearly not human. And while she doesn't know what an Oread is, you are clearly not human. No, I know. I'm not I'm just very amused. <laughs> A yeah, big bunch is... of poor weirdos just rolled up into the auction house. <laughs> Actually, no. Poor. She figures you're probably adventurers, but... um. Which means right. he actually figures you guys are loaded, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> would be right. Alright. 
so yeah, yes. Um, uh, do you we wish to see the, the lots that for items that are available for tomorrow? No, we actually just have a question, and oh. I will push. I won't push. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, I just More of a nudge than a push. Yeah. I mean, if you shoved me, she's probably gonna stumble because you have a strength like what, eighteen? Yeah. You're fine. It's just a nudge. It's, a, it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yes, we were looking for a Vladka. How do you say that last name? Costel. Costel. Yes, that. Uh, that that's me. All right. Uh, wonderful. Um, during an investigation we were doing, we found these tools, and I'm going to pull them out because that's what you do. We just wanted to know what we could about them. Uh, like who they were made for, who they've been sold to. Oh, uh, yes. Well, um, I purchased them, uh, from uh, Zab Zabraslav Pora. Uh, uh, I often find, uh, that his works, uh, fetch quite a great price here at the auction house. I do remember those. Those, uh, I, I was struck by the contrast of the silver and the amethyst. And of course, uh, Pora's quality is always in incredible so uh i i acquired them uh we sold them at auction i let me think uh they were sold to well, he was rather an unusual looking man uh he had like see um, eklund's ears perk up he he had a a, a a strange high hat that he wore and green tinted reading glasses uh, his name was, and while she's saying this, bursting out from the doors behind her, there is a somewhat overweight man oh, no. we wearing a very well-tailored suit. He is bald. He has little tufts of hair over his ears. And he says, Vladka, what are you doing? We cannot tell our clients information to just anybody. Who are these people? Why are you going to just give away this sort of information? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, Master Clud, I, I, I apologize. I was simply trying to help these, uh... I mean, one of them's an elf. They're clearly here on important business. I... No! It, it does not matter if she is elf. We do not just tell this information to anyone. I'm I'm very sorry, but we, we keep our, this information proprietary. We cannot tell anybody uh, who, who these things were sold to. Oh boy, I knew there was a catch. There's always. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right, brief, brief. How do I word this? <laughs> money we can we're bribe. Part of the in we're part of the trial yeah. of the beast, and this would be helpful. Don't say what side we're on. But well, we were investigating for part being part of the trial of the beast, and we found these tools. We are looking for. This is very interesting, but this is none of my concern. Uh, it's still important that that we maintain uh, pr propriety and. We could bribe them. We have money. Jaren will be like, um, how much does your propriety cost? <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately don't have time for this. Yeah, no, we do not. I'm going to need a diplomacy check. From... I'm going to say from Jaren, because of he's the one who just flat out said, we will bribe you. <laughs> but I will say that Have anyone, money, we'll give. <laughs> I, I, but I will also say that anyone who wishes can aid. I aid. I would like to aid. I'm going to try to aid, but I only have a 
Yeah, everyone should aid. aid because not twenty to aid for a twenty-one. Because okay. yeah. my diplomacy is hilarious. I mean, I aid definitely. Okay, so Eklan aids. Alyris aids with a twelve. Lenza aids because she cannot get less than a thirteen. I can't get less than a fifteen right now. The oh, ring. Because right, you got the ring. Azatha. Nat- natural twenty for twenty-one. <laughs> Same thing that Eklan has. So that's. Uh, God, Stop wasting your not twenties. I mean, Not I wouldn't us. if I could, but all right, okay, let's. This is going to be a plus eight to your roll. How much? I mean, do you like pull any coin out? Yeah, he would reach into his pocket and pull out like, I don't know, thirty gold. Okay. Just sort of a you know rub them together, kind of shake your hand, jingle <laughs> jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with all of the aids and the 30 gold, give yourself a plus 11 to the roll. Cool. Cool. Let's see how badly I messed this up. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's pretty good. So that is 29 total. Nice. So an 18 on the roll and then the 11. Well, a 17 on the die. Wow. Yeah, you weren't kidding about your diplomacy being hilarious. I said bad. it was a joke. <laughs> so Master Clud takes a look and says... Well, I suppose in in support of of official investigation with expenses for uh, investigation and administrative costs to find records, uh, we can perhaps find some information. Uh, wait here. And he uh, takes the gold and vanishes. <laughs> Eklund just reaches over and just bumps Jaren on the arm and gives him this huge, this awesome wink. Just a small uh, nod. So a couple of minutes pass, and then he comes back and says, Yes, so according to these records, these tools were were sold to Radnish, who has a uh, supply shop in the Surgeon's Flats. Eklund just, Eklund like bites back a groan and you can see this look on his face like, oh god, more, more people to check. Well, we thank you for your assistance in our investigation. You're a good citizen. Yes, yes. And, uh, uh, Vladka, we, 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 we will talk after our guests leave. And she has just kind of a look on her face of... <laughs> Eklund, uh, Eklund just dips his head to the two of them, looking at her and barely concealing, like a like slightly sympathetic, but also just, yeah, just like an oh my, like an I'm sorry, like little smile before turning around to get out of there because he doesn't like buildings. <laughs> Lenda will also give her a small sympathetic look before quickly smiling at the two and leaving as well. Make sure Eklund okay. doesn't do anything stupid. Ha! Yeah, leave Eklund alone in a town for five minutes and he causes an international incident. Or just kind of curls up in a ball and cries. Either way, it's not good for us. So, Jaren will give her a shrug and leave. Okay. I mean, I'm still also amused of the- It's an elf! They're clearly <laughs> in <I'm> like- <laughs> Yeah, why do you immediately trust an elf? Why do you immediately trust the kind elf lady? Like, I could- <laughs> 
So put yourself in the position of a ordinary human living in a world where there are these long-lived magical creatures. You know, imagine how you would feel if suddenly someone walked into your store and you knew that they had been alive longer than your grandparents, but they looked younger than you. Fair. <laughs> I would probably give them a side eye and, like, try to see what dealt damage to them, but anyway. You wouldn't. No, you no. No, would you? Real life, yeah. Eklund wouldn't, but all right. I mean, honestly, why did you an alley growing up around them? She's just amusing. Being... Probably won't be a good idea. Yeah. Right. Onward to the but surgeon's let's go flat. Find Brad Niche. So, Jesus, this is what you were talking about when I was thinking there'd be the trial today, and you said that depends on how long it would take. I thought it would be an O. Oh, Let's find one person, but I guess this is what... Okay, then. It's a scavenger hunt. I mean, the other yeah, thing no. is that uh, you guys also could have decided not to invest follow up on this investigation, on this part of the investigation right away. But you know that that's not how we work, so... I know better than to expect players to ever do one specific thing. I prepare for all of the different possibilities, or I try to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it actually takes you guys a little bit of time to find Radnish's shop because there's no like big hanging sign. So walking around the surgeon's flats, you actually walk past the door that has just a small brass plate down underneath window into the door like three times before you finally go, wait a second. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. So by this point, it's getting to be about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, Alright. Oh boy. I guess in we go. Okay. Um, uh, the This shop feels like... Is, does it feel like an actual shop or does it feel like... Um, another reseller? It, no, like... Uh, like kind of a... an underground kind of thing. Like, uh, I can't think of the... You don't stumble Maybe. into the shop if you're here. You're here for a reason. Um, like the like the part of Diagon Alley you're not supposed to go into. Turn out. No, yeah. it doesn't feel like that. It does feel more like uh, what Blue just said, though. It's the kind of shop that they don't advertise. You know, come because they don't have a big sign to get people who are just walking down the street to stop in. And as you enter the shop, uh, this shop is just absolutely crowded with things. The ceilings are almost six feet high, meaning both Lensa and uh, Azatha have to kind of stoop to stand in here. I literally, uh, it's gonna crouch. This is my life now. Clint does look uncomfortable, but he's a good, I don't know, like eight inches below the ceiling. So he's- Right, you're short. Yeah. <laughs> the, the shop is, you know, there are full human skeletons, full orc skeletons, full, oh god, I'm not sure what that is, skeletons. Nice. There are jars Ooh. with specimens in it, dried herbs, weird powders, uh, strange-looking rocks and minerals. It's all very neatly organized, but cramped on top of each other. It's like... I know that the only person this is going to mean anything to is Blue, but 
think of the voodoo shops that we looked at when we were in New Orleans. Oh, hey, right? Nobody else do it. I can't. I can have a general idea of yeah. that type general of shop, idea. but yeah. yeah. You do see standing on a step stool, uh, organizing a box filled with little uh, paper envelopes, a halfling with a very impressive mustache who turns and looks at you as the uh, as the little bell rings from the door opening and says, I can't say that I've seen you here before. Uh, what brings you into red niches? Cool skeletons. Thank you. My brain just blinked. Clin uh, nods and bows as if saying hello, counting on the guy, not knowing Terran, because instead of hello, he says mustache, but it's in Terran. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> it's what you get. It's what you get. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he makes a startled noise like, Nyark! and then just goes, oh, why do I always have to be around the smart people? <laughs> not good with people, I'm so sorry. It's fine, I've had stranger in my shop. What brings you here today? My brain just tried, what are we, what, what evidence do we know about him? We're doing we really good. are in the middle of an investigation, and we came across these tools during that investigation, and um, we've followed the trail, now we're here to, at you. At your establishment, uh, because you're the next chain in the ownership of these tools. I see. Got it, thank you. I'm so sorry. Well, he kind of gestures around. I'm sure you realize that uh, the objects which are for sale in my shop, although they are all 100% legal, there is often a bit of discretion required by my customers. I do not tend to keep paper receipts, and I do not ask for names. That's fair. Well, these are heavily. really, really distinctive tools. So maybe if you see them, you will, maybe not a name, but, you know, perhaps you'll remember something that may help us in some other way. I would certainly be willing to take a look. However, as you can see, I am... Uh, very busy, but uh, perhaps if you were paying customers, I could take the time to take a look at these tools. Icon sighs heavily and goes, uh, 40 gold. So, having made an appraise check on these tools, hold up. Uh -huh. How much they, they were worth? 300 gold. Yep. Yeah, 300, you got holy crap. Um, and can I get a quick glance around the room to see how much does he look like? Does he look like he sells cheap stuff or the really expensive stuff? Give me a knowledge arcana check. <gasps> oh! Oh no! That's a nine. So no. Azatha, would you like to give me a knowledge arcana check? Uh, yeah, sure. That is a 21. So Azatha, at a quick glance, you would realize that nothing in this shop is magical, but the items in this shop would include a lot of things which would be spell components for some powerful magic, and an alchemist would find pretty much anything they needed within the shop. Oh, right. 
you're, you're pretty sure that uh, the things he sells are legit. Yeah. So, um, Eklund had offered, had, had said 40 gold. I'm just making sure I heard that right. Yes. And he says, oh, what of interesting coincidence. And he uh, holds up the, uh, one, the, the little packet that he was holding. Uh, that is exactly the price of these reagents. If you'll come to the counter with me. Eklund just turns to Lensa and mouths frantically, what's a reagent? <laughs> I'm going to walk with him with like a hand on his shoulder like, I will help because you're gonna need it. What are we? So he, uh, he, he, he puts the little packet on the, on the counter. He, uh, opens up a lockbox. Clint dumps this pile of gold. I'm just imagining like a... Yep, and he just scoops it into the lockbox. And then he says, now, uh, what about these tools? I'm gonna pull... I am, I am specifically watching him uh -huh. as she reveals the, the tools. I'm going to pull out the tools and just kind of set them down. Okay. We've been tracking these tools and following the list of names, this is our next stop we've gotten to. We're trying to figure out who who was the one who ended up losing them. Well, these are in fact a very distinctive set of tools. I do remember I acquired them from the uh, Ledov's treasury merchants. And then, yes, I kept them here in the shop. Uh, they were sold for, hmm, I believe I sold them for, uh, I believe 400 crowns. The man who purchased them, he was he was a rather striking fellow. He was uh, very dapper. He wore black from head to toe. He said he owned a Kaimic work shop. Uh, somewhere nearby, but uh, I did not mention his name. What are you looking for specifically, Jaren? Uh, just his reaction to seeing the tools for the first time. Okay. Whether or not it, whether or not his face shows anything, <laughs> for lack of a better term, suspicious. Sure. Give me a sense motive check. Okay. I sense motive his statement. You can sense motive his statement as well. I just sense motive him the same way like a dog would. 23 on what he's telling me is the truth. <laughs> 23 on whether or not his face is schooled properly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Eklund gives With a six. Six? Eklund, you're still trying to figure out what a reagent is. <laughs> <laughs> what is a reagent? <laughs> also trying to spell it in his head and can't even. So with the pair of 23s, <laughs> you see the look on his face that says that it took him a moment to recall, but that he did. He isn't making it up. He has seen these tools before. It just took him a second to specifically remember the details that he's telling you. Okay. Lensa, you believe entirely that the description is accurate. You're not entirely certain that he is, uh, that he doesn't know the name of the man. Hmm. So he said he was dressed all in black. He was very striking, and he works for... Said he owned a comic workshop. Okay. And you're certain you don't remember the name? I cannot say that I recall it, no. Mm -hmm. Human? Uh, as far as I could know. 
Clint is going to casually flip a platinum piece up and down from behind the counter and mutters in Terran, will you remember it? Oh, he goes, uh, how much platinum does he have again? Give me one sec. He says, uh, um, will you remember it for ten platinum in Terran? Ten? Oh, ten? Whoa, wait, hold up, I need to stop, Eklund. Eklund has over two hundred, dude's loaded. You still shouldn't. I'm gonna like elbow him and him a bit and give him a look like really. Don't okay, speak start Tara. out small. Crap. Don't speak oh, well, oh right, I forgot. Sorry. How would you make but deals still, without us being a part of it? <laughs> there are his deals you to make. You out of all people. Yeah. <laughs> give me another sense motive, Eklund. And okay, I suck at this. Apparently. He just kind of shakes his head. He doesn't say anything. Okay, Eklund pockets the money again. Uh, yes, no, I, I'm afraid I can't tell you anything else. Um, oh, look at the time. It's coming up on six o'clock. I really should be closing the shop for the evening. Understandable. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Eklund sighs uh, heavily and switches to Druidic, muttering wild goose chase under his breath. He's pretty sure this guy can't speak Druidic. If he can speak Druidic, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. We're okay. this dude. Well, because... Druids can only teach other druids druidic, and if you teach someone who isn't a yeah. druid or close to druid, yeah. then they lose their abilities. Yep. We don't know that this guy isn't a druid. You should never no. assume. That's Drew? what I'm saying. No. He does. We're underestimating him a lot. Oh. <laughs> All he said was wild goose chase. Hey, he he could be an urban druid. Alright, so um, you guys head out of the shop? Yep. Alright. Well, you have a description. You have the, the the fact that the person owns a comic works. It is, you know, it's 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 coming up on six, so it's starting to get. It's it's almost twilight. Um, you know, it's still fairly lit, but you can see that kind of glow in the air that you get in that that golden hour when the light is beginning to. Yeah. Uh, we should head over to. Uh, visit the beast and the attorney. Eklund turns to Lenza and goes, Does Kynek Workshop mean he's a surgeon? Hey, GM, what does Kynek Workshop mean? That's who I was really asking, but Eklund would have Skeleton? is basically means chemistry. So, more likely, you know, alchemy than a surgeon, but there's certainly some overlap. He's a, a chemist. He's like the, the local drugstore. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, drugs. Local drugstore, except fancy. <laughs> yeah. By the way, one's gonna look around for anything that says alchemist or chimic on it, as they. Although he's actually he's looking for any store sign that starts with an A, because you know Eklund. I feel like this is something that we won't be able to get info about today. I mean, you will or notice that a lot of the shops are starting to close up. Okay. I feel like we should go talk to Gustav and the Beast. Yeah, Eklund, and I mean, Eklund is, he's just keeping an eye out. It's not like he's running up to the stores. So, I will also point out that if you guys go back to the inn tonight, uh, you could certainly make diplomacy checks to ask around and see if you could get, like, a list of names of different comic works that are in the area. Now it's local first to see what I might know. Sure, you can give me a knowledge local. Look, minimize talking, because I keep failing at that IRL. <laughs> 22. 
Mm, mm, you can't actually think of any advertised Kymic works here in, in Lepistat. At least that you, not that you've heard of. We can follow up on it later. We should head over to the courthouse now before they lock their doors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. What so, other way to find Gustav other than the courthouse? No, you don't. So you make your way over to the courthouse. When you get there, uh, there are still guards out front, but they're not the ones who were out front when you were there yesterday, but they're the ones who were down in the cell with the beast. So they recognize you and they go, oh, his defenders are back. Hello. Eklund mutters in Terran as he walks by, yeah, and you can stick it where the shoe fits. Well, uh, good day to you as well. Your co-counsel <laughs> is probably uh, in his uh, in his quarters down on the first floor. Just go through the big, the great room, or you can uh, go down and talk to your client if you'd like. Thank you. You can see Eklund biting his tongue to not say that in common. Lindsay just kind of thank you, and we'll definitely walk past. All right. So when you go into the courthouse uh, on the first floor, you go through the little entryway into the large room where the where the staircase going up was. Like I said, you can see that this room is also a barracks for the guards. And they just kind of look at you and say, you're looking for Gustav, and to uh, the door to the north. Got it. Let's go there. And you go in there and you see Gustav. He is no longer wearing, you know, he doesn't have his wig on. He's in a jacket. He's in shirt sleeves. He's pouring himself a brandy. He's got a stack of notes in front of himself and uh, looks up as you come in and goes, What did you find in Morast? Found a face! Yes, we found a face. Oh, I see. See. We well, I mean, you can if you that. want to. No, 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 no. Um, we found a lot more than that as well. Eklund goes, yeah, and he pulls out the hip flask he got from the dead dwarf and takes a drink of brandy and gives Jaren the, like, side eye of the century. Delirious, Jaren and Delirious. What's with the oh side eye, buddy? What did I do? And we will lay out everything that we... Okay. Yeah, there's a lot we're not discovered. Sure. And he will, uh, he's taking notes as he's going. He goes, what, 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 excellent. I, 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 uh, we, 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 we can, can, can present this tomorrow. I will say that I, I think the most important thing that we discovered was the fact that he was supposedly bitten by a caiman, and we should probably have a look at his shoulders. Yes. Do you wish to go 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 down now? Yeah, I mean, we also need. We also, you know, we bought him some clothes. Yeah, yes. I I have have those, and the the the. Guards are ready with 
uh, 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 a, a, a war, warm b b b b bath. All right. For, 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 for it. Yes. Them. Uh, also, maybe, maybe we stop referring to him as it. Yes. It is until we can get its preferred, uh, their preferred pronouns. They, them? Well, you know, just in general, maybe not in front of the masses, refer to them as it. Um, very good idea. I mean, if we're trying to not have them set aflame, we probably want to humanoidize it as much as possible. Exactly. Okay. I'm totally using humanoid eyes now, by the way, in real life. <laughs> All right. So you guys will uh, go on down into the, uh, the the cells. Again, there are guards there. And when you guys go down, Gustav just kind of gestures to them and they head back up and say, yeah, we'll, we'll get the wash bin re ready for you. And leads the five of you plus Gustav with the beast. And he looks up as he sees you and goes, my friend... You're back. Hi. Good to see ya. Friend, how's it going? It's good to see They want it. They're going to kill me, aren't they? Not if we can stop it. Not if we can do anything about it. Exactly. Uh, Eklund just goes, snowball's chance at- he looks around and goes, too optimistic. Yeah. We'll do what we can. So the guards come back down. They uh, they they have a basin and several pails of water that have clearly been heated over a fire. I mean, it's not boiling, but it's been heated. If it were, we'd have some guards to strangle. They'll, they'll pour the water and there's some washcloths and very large sponges. And they'll say, we'll, we'll leave you to it. Thank you. Now, first, we should ask for permission to do so. Yeah. Well, yes, of course. Of course. So, friend, um, a question. Yes. Do you have any preferred pronouns? <laughs> I, I, never needed pronouns. How would you like us to refer to you? They only ever called me Beast. Even Father. Um, father sounds... Like a jerk. Yeah? To yeah. put it bluntly? Well, uh. I actually... I actually have a recommendation for a name. Oh? What is it? I think that your name should be Thurl. Oh. Thurl. Oh, okay. I like that name for you. And that is the Draconic word for a friend. Oh, Aww. that's nice. Thurl. You hear him, like, saying it, trying it out. Yes. I am Thurl. Aww. Lance is gonna get a bright smile. That name, that's cool. I love that name for you. 
Clint is getting ready for the uh, the bath thing. He's like bedding and soaping sponges and stuff. I have now changed his name in the in the uh, journal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love him. He's our friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so Clint walks over to start the bathing, I guess, and he's Okay. As you notice he has a lot more like medical seeming standpoint to this. Like even if I know it's kind of weird because this guy is maybe sort of pseudo undead and held together from various corpses by stitching. Doesn't seem to and and is I'm assuming naked, because we're bathing him. He was he was in rags, but yes, uh, you will you will. Doesn't seem to bother everyone. You'll you'll strip him down. He's still chained. They're not going to unchain him, but you can Ooh. bathe him around the chains. Give me a heel check. Yeah, I forgot we were also checking out the shoulder. Who? Come on. Twenty-four. Twenty-eight. Okay, so there are two things that you will both immediately notice. The first is that the beast has a lot of scarring on his body. I mean, the obvious scars from like where he's stitched together, but there are other scars where it looks like, you know, he's been struck with a pitchfork or a sword. It looks like a lot of those blades didn't cut very deep, which tracks with what you know about uh, a flesh golem, but you do not see anything that looks like the bite mark of a caiman or any sort of crocodilian creature anywhere on him. You do, however, see burns that look fairly recent on him. Burns? Mm-hmm. How recent? Clint's gonna pay special attention to that being careful as he, like, worked, as he, like, scrubs it, but also uh, he pulls back and goes, sorry. You can't... You can't leave this to be infected. It has to be cleaned at some point or another. you mind telling us how this happened? Fire. Well, of course. Torches. When? Men are not always careful with their fire. When and where did this happen? He just kind of nods around the room. Oh! oh. Come on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Eklund just, Eklund pulls back quickly because he can't, for a split second, he can't stop his hands from turning into claws before forcing them back to normal so he can keep working. I'm gonna give those guys. <laughs> I'm gonna turn to uh, the barrister mm-hmm. and just give him a look of, you need to see to that. And he, he looks aghast. I, 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 gonna go fight someone! I, I am m- m- moving my, 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 bedroll and office into that cell. And he's pointing to the north, uh, Northeast cell, the largest. Oh, one. I'm going to go fight those guards. And and he, he, the thorough will n- n- not be, be, be l- 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 left uh, uh, alone. 
again. Good. I also want to fight the guards, but then again, maybe beating up locals. Anyone wishes to give me a sense motive check, but he looks absolutely at the thought that the beast had been. No, I trust him. Trust him. Me too. Uh, I don't think. um, Eklund says, I'm staying here the night as well. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) I'll turn to Eklund and go, don't. Just. Just no, I, don't. I have. Why? Because it's not helpful. What do you mean it's not helpful? To beat up the guards at the at the courthouse would not be helpful. I'm not talking about beating them up. I'm talking about staying down here. Uh, Eklund, I will have you know, if I want to do shared seances again, I still might need your assistance tomorrow. Sighs, and he goes, I guess that's true, but... I'm also going to have you guys, anyone has knowledge, give me another knowledge arcana check now that uh, you're with the beast again and, you know, checking over him and really kind of examining everything. No, these are my good rolls. Ooh, I got a 21. So, Azatha, something that occurs to you, and maybe you didn't think of it before because you hadn't found that information, but a flesh golem has dark vision the beast had been present he absolutely would not have needed to use an extract of dark vision because it wouldn't give him anything he doesn't already possess nice more evidence whoa that's useful all right we should probably mention that to god i can't remember the poor guy's name either it's like a goose chase that's how i'm remembering it (laughs) okay I need to add that to our notes. Chase. So, all right. So you you're able to finish bathing the beast. The clothes you got him, you know, because of the tight turnaround. Obviously, it's not tailored. It's mostly, it's basically a monk's robe, but it is nicely sewn together. It is clean. It has a a cloth belt and. You know, with him bathed and his hair brushed back again, you know, he could almost pass for a very, very large penitent monk. Okay. <laughs> like trollkin or something. Yeah. One wants to ask one more thing. Uh, he says, Earl, you you said that you have that you read poetry, I wanted to know if you happen to know any by heart. Because that could be a defining factor in this trial. Yeah, I mean... I remember some poems. Yes. Eklund smiles and says, well, that would be excellent proof that you are more than, more than the sum of their thoughts. More than just the beast they want you to be? When we two parted in silence and tears half broken hearted to sever for years pale grew thy cheek and cold colder thy kiss truly that hour foretold sorrow to this 
<laughs> I'm actually crying now, dang it. Oh. I'm not gonna cry, not gonna cry, not gonna cry. It's too late for green. Before we make our way out, uh, Jaren will also, now that we've gone over his uh, potential wounds and scars and things, mm-hmm. and let uh, Gustav know that if he can, he may want to have an anatomist or a surgeon or you know, someone familiar with bodies and wounds, things like that, show up at court to look and say there are no bar- bite marks here. I can try. Your testimony should be enough. The 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 the, the ju- justices are 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 learned people, but also the 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 the, the Priestess could 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 verify. Okay, just you know, because that was one of the big pieces of Lasney's story. Right, was you know that the beast had been bitten by a caiman and dragged under, and you know, yep, perhaps if. Our friend does not have bite marks. Perhaps whatever they chased out of the city was something else. So Thurl will look at you as you're making your final preparations and thank you, friends. No problem, Thurl. If he dies, I am going to have to kill someone. (laughs) I'm going to cry! I hope we can manage to... Lenza crying voiced by Blue, who is also crying. That'll just be that whole episode. Just be all of us going... (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing right now. Green in the background, tearing things apart. Right before we leave, Eklund turns around and as best as he can through the bars, gives Thurl a hug. Well, I mean, you guys were allowed into his cage to bathe him. So, he's still chained, but the doors have been opened. Then, as best as tiny, uh, as re- uh, relatively small, not Jaren small, but relatively small, Eklund can get his arms around this giant thing. Okay. <laughs> he says, we'll see you tomorrow and the next day. And he'll, <sighs> he'll, he'll, he'll nod. Um, by this time, Gustav has moved a bedroll and a large collection of books and papers down into that cell. And he seems 100% committed to... You know, I'm I'm not leaving the thorough alone with the guards again. Oh, Lens is resisting every urge to go stab a guard. Yeah, um, you, and Eklund is fighting his hands. Like, you can see his nails starting to lengthen, and he's, like, beating it back. <laughs> Jaren will once again pull out the edge of his hammock. And offer it to Gustav. Did you? Gustav will take you up on it. That's going to be much more comfortable than a bedroll cell. There you go. So, 
Is there anything else you guys wanted to do before you went back to the tavern? Not really. Check to see, right, so. check to see if there's any... But that will be at the tavern. Check to see if his letter to Kendra... That it hasn't been that long. I mean, so. you sent it yesterday, so... It's going to take a long time for the messengers to actually get it back and stuff. Yeah. All right, so when you get to the tavern, it's a fairly uh, boisterous... Students are looking to burn off some steam. There have been a couple of rapier duels already Ooh. by the time you guys get there, and it's by the time you get there after bathing thorough, it's only been, you know, it's only about 8 o'clock at night. No rapier duels. It's rather crowded. I will say that anyone who wishes can go ahead asking around about uh, chemic works. Sure, let's do it. I want to see. Suck yes. a bit, but okay. Jaren, do you feel like uh, taking the, the taking the stage again tonight? Oh sure. Does my student need? Does my student want to come in? Yeah. <laughs> you got this, Liz. Woo! I got a sixteen on the diplomacy. Okay. Diplomacy. I only got a nineteen. I got a 26. Okay, are you diplomacing or are you going to go and... That is a good question. I did not hear that last bit. Yeah, uh, Jen Jaren asked if you wanted to, uh, if, if if her student was going to join her or join him. I am, but maybe I'd ask around a bit first. Okay, that's fine. So you, you, you maybe you're planning to do it later. All right, so... What am I watching? Yeah, so <laughs> Lensa... Eklin and Alyris are circulating. Azatha, what are you doing? Uh, I'd probably be people watching and up at the bar or something. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and move you guys to a new map. Oh, no. Yeah. We're going to get I'd in a bar fight. I'd probably just, like, listen in to people's conversations in general. Just, yeah, kind of be there. Oh, who who's uh, the sprite up there? Who's the... The bartender. Fair. All right. So, yes, the uh, the bluish token that you see up by the bar is the half-bartender. I love her yep. already. Who we've met before. Yep, I'm going to put Azatha at the bar. Take a lot of peeps in here. Old bar. Huh? Yeah, big freaking bar. Yeah. Lensa and Illyris and Eklin are... I'm just going to set you guys at that table for now, but we'll say that you've been circulating. And Jaren's up on the stage. You have already gone up, had one quick bout with uh, the same idiot from last night who f figured that last night was a fluke and he could take you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Can only imagine how that went. So, Elyris. Uh, yes? So, as you guys are walking around the bar and talking, um, you are going to get the fact that there is really only one chemic workshop that is located within the city limits. It is called Boy. Vorkstag and Grimes. Uh, sounds like Borgen and Burks to me. And the description that you get about Mr. Vorkstag is that he is a tall, very dapper-looking man who often wears all black. Ooh, that guy. Oh, right. we got a lead now. And you know where their shop is. It's located right on the outskirts of town. You could even go there tonight if you're willing to do so illegally. No. No. Legally. To break in is... Is is what that means? Oh, I thought you, I, I, I'm trying to wait. I was like, is there a curfew? What did I miss? No, yeah, no, no, no. Breaking in. I mean, the shop is probably not open at this point. Jaren is up on the uh, the dueling stage. You'll notice that it is set up as a very narrow strip because, again, most of the time it's being used for fencing duels. But uh, Jaren's up there and you know, kind of wiping his brow after pummeled one guy. 
relatively easily. And kind of makes the comment of, uh, all right, any other takers? When there is a voice that comes up from near the fireplace. Uh-oh. And standing up is a six-foot-six muscular snake man. I feel challenged. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Would I? <laughs> pushes off his cloak. When he pushes off his cloak, you can see that his cloak is fur-lined, but he is wearing a very simple tunic and pants and no shoes. He looks really cool. I want to point Dunk. out. Where's she's either? What do you know? Oh. He will walk up towards the stage and say, I would be interesting and interested in testing myself against you. Can I like sense motive to try to see what I can figure out about this dude from like just looks? Sure. I wanna f I wanna sense motive for is his demeanor saying like I want a duel or I'm gonna just know. Six. Uh, okay, Eklund's Eklund's a little bit drunk. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> he's still trying to figure out what a reagent is. <laughs> uh, 19 to try to figure out just how does he look like a good fighter or like one of those rich kids over there so he I mean first of all he's built like a tank but with a grace he he moves like someone who knows how to use it he gets up onto the stage and immediately steps back into a fighting stance raising his two hands in front of him but then he brings his hands forward and bows to Jaren before Shall we go until unconsciousness? Three touches? What would you prefer? Oh, let's just let's just beat each other silly. Would <laughs> okay. I recognize this guy as like a Nagaji or like a different kind of snake person? He is most certainly a Nagaji. Cool. Oh, cool. I will be watching him closely. Hold on one moment. But like oh, making, no. making myself discreet, very like I'm not a Nagaji, but that's interesting. <laughs> I'm definitely not a Nagaji. Haha, ha, not me. I'm just <laughs> casually, uh, <laughs> just sitting here, not staring at you at all. Okay. So, really yeah. Humaning. He looks to Jaren and says, very well. <laughs> to unconsciousness it is. He, he bows again, steps back into the fighting stance, and then looks over at the bar and winks at Azatha. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my god, what, what's Alyris' reaction? What's Alyris oh doing? You better not have just... <laughs> I'm gonna beat him up! If, if, if Jaren doesn't, I'm gonna knock him out. Azatha <laughs> would be staring and blinking. Even if she could blink, she wouldn't be blinking, but she's just kind of staring like... Huh? <laughs> she's kind of smiling to herself a little bit now, but... Um... <laughs> she's... She's not even um, trying to be subtle anymore. She's just turned around and watching them. So yes, as uh, as the stranger steps into a fighting stance and everyone is left to ponder, we'll pick up here next time. Ah. Oh. As always, oh well. keep an eye open for mimics or strange nagaji. Never feed a goblin and something something dragons. Something Something Dragons uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. 
Something Something Dragons is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Hearing Crown Trial of the Beast was written by Richard Pence. If you like what you're hearing, come check out our other shows on Twitch, YouTube, and Told Stories Project. Also, drop us a review in iTunes. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project, or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.